coming from the funeral and I did the eulogy, but I, I was like, I left more inspired, more appreciative, but also just honored by my brother. Like, man, I can't believe I didn't know as much as there was about him, you know? I mean, he's a walking book. Unleashing your best in life and work. This is The Game Changers with Eric Bowles and host Dale Dixon. Unleashing your best in life and work with a life well lived. Welcome to the Game Changers podcast with Eric Bowles. I'm your host, Dale Dixon. So good to be with you. Eric coaches, trains, and inspires leaders to unleash their potential and the potential of those around them. And this is going to be a tough episode, I can tell you already. You might want to grab that box of tissue uh, because um, Eric's been through it. Uh, in the last seven days, and he's willing to share with us exactly what's happened, but you lost your brother this week. And number one, our heart's out to you. We're so sorry, but you had the service just yesterday and um, you've got to tell us about it. Tell us about your brother and tell us about this service because as you just gave me the download, I just, I made a bullet point list of all the life lessons uh, that we can all live day to day to have the kind of impact that your brother had. Yeah, yeah, no, thanks for this, Dale, and, and it is really an honor. And for those who are listening right now, we've all been directly, indirectly, we all know the the pain of loss. But the beautiful thing about loss sometimes is it it, 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 it leads to reflection, right? Like it, 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 it. Many times, I, uh, ingratitude. Um, uh, many times is solved by loss. You can be, you know, have some lack of gratitude, go through loss, and all of a sudden you, there's things you become far more grateful for after the fact. Well, fortunately for me, uh, my brother, uh, his name is Anthony, Anthony Bowles, and uh, Anthony passed away um, last Saturday, and he passed away suddenly. He was in his yard, he had some guys working on the on his roof. He was talking with them, laughing with them. Ten minutes later, they say they look down, these guys who had been hired, and they see my brother face down in the yard. So he died suddenly, totally unexpected. None of us expected that to happen. Um, what makes this, uh, makes the, 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 the dynamic of it even more challenging was... Um, my brother had completely changed his life around in the last 15 years. He had struggled all the way up, substance abuse, all kinds of different challenges. Not only did he have challenges, but my brother had challenges that were unfortunately exposed publicly. My father, our father, was a very public figure where we lived. You know, he was a pastor of a very large church, but it wasn't just that. Our father was very involved in the community, civil rights during that time. My dad, when my father passed away, he was 91, but my father had walked with Dr. King and, and all kinds of different things. So, you know, anytime you have a very public parent, and for those who may be in the audience who are PKs, preachers' kids, uh, <laughs> there's usually a dynamic that goes along with that. And so for my brother, uh, it was pretty challenging. 
He worked hard to change his life around, but substance abuse is a powerful thing. And and he really, I mean, he went from, at times, even being homeless, living in the very community my father was serving in. I mean, it was a very difficult thing. But about 15 years ago or more, he completely, life got transformed. And it got transformed uh, to such a degree that he began to serve and help and make a difference. I mean, every Tuesday and Thursday, he was not only feeding down at the Tacoma Rescue Mission in Tacoma, Washington, where we're from, but he was also speaking and teaching down there. Not only was he preaching and teaching and, and speaking at the rescue mission, if you just went a little further, there's bridges in downtown Tacoma. Underneath, you'll see my brother there on certain mornings or, or late in the evenings with people that we typically either walk by uh, or, or don't see or don't necessarily want to see. That's not being critical. It's just being truthful. Like it's dangerous. And he would go literally right in the midst of that environment and just serve. And I, I remember one time uh, hearing him and talking with him about it. And I was like, man, you, 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 you're, you're compassionate, but you're very forceful and demanding and challenging. He says, man, because, you know, I, I know the world, the world is challenging, man. That you, we, that, that's a challenging experience. And he says, Eric, one of the things that happened when you're there, never forget when he said it, he goes, no matter how you got there, and many times it is by a choice here and a choice there and a bad choice there. He goes, the, the first thing we got to get rid of is he goes, it's not even about the victim mindset. It's more about however you got here. If, if this doesn't change between the ears, you're going to stay here. And so he would literally drive there at times and pick people up and, and he had a little church that he had and he would take them over there. And so when my brother passed away and we're at the funeral, we ended up discovering so there were so many individuals who spoke at the funeral and talked about the impact he had on their lives. And it was mind boggling because we knew none of them. I mean, some that came up and you couldn't believe they had either been homeless or strung out or a difficulty with drugs or anything. You would have never known based on what you were looking there. And they're like, when I was at my worst, he was there. And then you have individuals who look like they're still in the midst of a struggle. And they show, they pick up their phones and say, these are the text messages that he just sent me. On the day he died, there were text messages of, hey, praying for you. Hey, do you need me to pick you up? What do you need? I mean, on the phone, on the day he passed away, there were people who came back and we were like, I don't, who's that? And who's that? And as family, we didn't know any of these individuals. Yet this was the impact he was having. And when he was having that impact, I never forget, I sat there and I remember during my playing days, when I was in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and, and Reggie White, he used to say something often, and, and, and I still remember, I don't know if he was the originator of the quote, but it was a great line, but he would say this all the time. He says, Eric, champions are celebrated in the light, but they're made in the dark. It's what you do when no one's looking. That's the real difference maker. And every single person who came and spoke on my brother's behalf, Everybody who just wanted to be there to honor him. I mean, it couldn't, I couldn't believe it was so amazing. The things my brother was doing and serving with no fanfare, with no spotlight, 
with, I mean, he, he wasn't getting posted to social media. He wasn't telling other, other people about how awesome it was. None of that was happening. My brother would send me his messages that he was planning on speaking on a Sunday, preaching on a Sunday at his little church. And you got to realize when I say little church, I mean, it's not very a little building, everything. But he took care of it with everything he had. He lived above it. His little apartment place was above it. And what was so amazing is the level of detail and planning and preparation. And then one time I asked him, I said, hey, man, how many people were at your service this way? And I remember my mother even told me, she goes, Eric, there was three people there. I said, my brother prepared like he was about to speak in front of a thousand. And it was so beautiful because he never, ever altered. When he told me about the message and how good he went, not one time did he concern himself with how many people were there. And I was like, this is the, uh, he is a walking example of what Reggie gave as a principle. Like what you do in the dark, what you do in secret. And, and it was pr- proof that what's invisible is far more powerful than what's visible. And, and, I, and I say this, man, I, 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 I use this in, in the eulogy. And thank you for letting me just share like this because it's healing, right? It, it, it helps me. It's a grieving process. But my brother was an amazing success. And, and I know he was because the actual word for success, it comes from a Latin word. And what it actually means, the word success, using agricultural terms, it means to come up through. And so the, when you talk about the word success, success isn't something in comparison to another, uh, to another or how we define it on a scoreboard or what it looks like to so many people. Success, the actual meaning of the word success is to come up through. So what dictates how successful you were is what did you go through to get to wherever it is you get to? So it's not necessarily when I end up, what process did I go through? And when I see what my brother went through, Stuff that, you know, when someone else will say, oh, he was buried under so many challenges, my brother would look at you and say, no, I wasn't buried, I was planted. I needed to be there to be able to grow to where I was. And I am so inspired by that because he's one of the pillars I got I got a chance to stand on. I, I got to watch his, you know, he paid a tuition I didn't have to pay. But how he, his discipline of preparation was so inspiring and convicting, Dale. Like, I know for a fact, regardless of all the places I get to go in the thing, the level of his preparation had so little to do with his audience and had more to do with his own personal discipline and character trait. He fundamentally believed there was a biblical scripture that says, whatever you do in word or deed, you do unto the Lord and none in a man, Colossians 3.23. And I share that because the principle, the, the, even those listening who may be of a different faith or a different belief or whatever, but the principle of that scripture is powerful. And that simply means whatever you do is not for the sake of an audience. It's actually based on something come from the inside. So my brother's preparation, it, 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 there's one person at the service, just him. He went through the entire Order of service. He'd introduce the service. He'd do announcements. He'd speak a message. He'd sing, and he had a horrible voice. So, it, I mean, <laughs> but he'd still sing to the best of his ability. He'd preach the message. He'd do all those things with no audience. And then call me, and I call him. How did it go? He said it went great. He didn't measure how successful the day was. 
by how many others came. He measured it by, did I do what I was felt I was called to do? Did I, did I prepare in a way that I believe I treated it with the respect and dignity it deserves? Did I, I mean, and he did this day in and day out. It's just, man, thank you for this, just being able to share. But I am still like coming from the funeral and I did the eulogy, but I, I was like, I left more inspired, more appreciative, but also just honored by my brother. Like, man, I can't believe I didn't know as much as there was about him. You know, I mean, and it's it a was walking book. The individual <laughs> that was impacted because of that. I mean, as you talk about there, the one person there, he gave them everything he had just as though there were a thousand difference in makes. Dale, to, to, list, to listen to a gentleman who got out of, he says, I got out of the federal prison. He goes, I, I had no friends, no nothing. I got a phone call, not even a phone call. I got a guy who found out and heard where I was. My, your brother came and found me, grabbed me, and come, came to see me once a week. Like, I had nothing to offer him. He came and he goes, and now I got a job and I got, but it wasn't because he got me the job. It was because he gave me comp. He saw me, man. And just to hear people say that, it's the, uh, the, the, the gentleman who was like, you know, I mean, literally showing the text messages and showing the, all the things that were happening that my brother would just do it day in and day out. Like, you wake up. That's my purpose today. My purpose is there's somebody who needs me. Now, keep this in mind, and I say this for, for the audience to hear. There are, we're talking about, you know, I mean, a life well lived, but a life well lived, which was lived in alignment with his values. And he lived these values in such a way that even if others didn't appreciate it, he did it anyways. Because those he was serving, he's not in an environment where you hear a ton of thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you for your help. There were individuals there. The majority of them said, Hey, it's not till right now that I realized what he was doing for me. I feel terrible because I didn't get to tell him thank you. And he kept coming back. I didn't get a chance to say appreciate you. And he kept coming back. I mean, there were many cases my brother never heard. My father used to say often, he goes, unfortunately for so many of us, um, you, you, you know, there's people in our lives who it's very important that we go share with them and show them the flowers while they can still see them, right? Like make sure you give them their flowers while they can still appreciate them. And it was another reminder. We walk away from this going, man, I mean, the number of people who walked away making phone calls, planning on going to see somebody just to tell somebody, thank you for what you've done for me and what you contribute. It, 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 it was a funeral that ended up being a total celebration. And everybody walked out with my brother's passing, walked out his life. Yes, he's no longer on this earth, but his story impacted everybody in the room. So they walk out and do something individually, just reaching one person who's made a difference in your life just to tell them thank you. And that happened. I mean, it's, it's, it, it, it was one of the most 
inspiring experiences I've ever had. I've had some pretty inspiring, inspiring experiences. You know, nothing matched what I experienced yesterday at this funeral. I mean, it was just, oh, it was just special. There are some really eloquent quotes out there about what I'm going to uh, paraphrase. But what I hear you saying about your brother is that the level of personal fulfillment is in direct correlation to one's level of service, genuine, authentic service to others. And man, it couldn't be said any better than that, Bill. He lived in service to others, Mm. which is such an inspiration for all of us while we're still here. What am I doing day in and day out that is serving others? And I'm doing it to the very best of my ability. And it doesn't matter who's looking and it, or anything else, it is, am I really serving the individual across from me who in, is in need? And I think that's such a powerful lesson for us. And then the other thing I'm thinking of, I really need to stop and I need to think about my gratitude opportunities and who are those people who are s- serving me in those roles. And I just don't pay attention on a, on a regular basis, but I need to stop and have massive amounts of gratitude for the people who are serving. Oh, beautiful. Uh, I, I got to tell you, Dale, man, I, it, it, it was one of those experiences that stay with you because it, it allows you to take inventory, not in a pessimistic way, uh, a negative, but no, in a very optimistic way. Like, like where you sit back and go, no, cause there's so much, Gratitude. I mean, gratitude. One one of the things that my my brother would uh, uh, discuss or talk about often was that you know we walk around with what so many people need, which is some people just need to 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 be appreciated, to be seen, to just sometimes just how powerful man. Thank you. A, a word like thank you is right. Like, and it doesn't be, need to be over the top. It's not like my. Uh, look, my my brother wasn't. We're not talking about someone who was super polished or or had to. I mean, he was very smart. And in, in the, but I mean, man, he could get mad with the best of them, right? He had an edge to him with the best of them, all that. But even he would be the first one to say, like, and and he enjoyed this quote. We would talk about it often, but he heard me say it before from a business standpoint. But he used it personally. He says, "Look." We will not. Allow, I can't allow perfection to get in the way of progression. You know, me and you've had that conversation. Like, perfection can't get in the way of progression. That means I got to be able to do something. So, what can I do, right? But then he would facilitate that in the hands of others. Like he goes, "Hey, my question is, what can you do?" It's like I want to pay you back. No, you don't pay me back. You pay forward, right? He was like, "Man, I'm not giving you." My brother would say it often. Man, I'm not giving you something. You know, out of just the goodness of my heart, he goes, man, I can do this for you because somebody did this for me. He says, man, I owe this. You know, I'm not just doing a fact. I owe this. But then you're going to turn around and you're going to owe what you have to give. And it's so simple. And I know there's books written about it. And I'm inspired by the books we, and we write about. I get to speak about it. But to actually see it practiced in an environment that is not necessarily conducive to it, 
Right. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes the hardest people to help are the people who need the most help. Right. And so to watch him do it, I, I the way that I told him once, it's like, man, we talk about uh, love and, and loving unconditionally. But man, that's really hard. Uh, you know, I, I, my wife and I have made jokes about it at times. Like, I, look, we talk about loving each other unconditionally, but just be honest, like, you know, there's some conditions. <laughs> right? Right? And what my brother showed me is that, man, it, 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 there's love and there's love full, and, along with courageous conversations. Like it wasn't a, a, uh, in a love that's just agreeable. Like, man, he would love hard, like love. He For would the love rough, best interest, you know, with those here. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was like, look, I mean, he would say all the time, Hey, I love you, but I love you way too much to leave you where you're at. I love you too much. You either, you're going to do something. You're going to get tired of seeing me. I'm like, it was like that. And it was just, I asked him one time, I said, where does that, right? He goes, man, he goes, there's a lot of things we can talk about and we're not all called to do the same thing. And this is what I appreciated about it. He was like, he went through the things he went through because that's where his assignment was. Like those are the people like that's not my territory. That's not where I go. But he challenged me. He says, Eric, but where you do go, I challenge you to take that same attitude and mindset that do not, do not be blinded. And, and, and that really hit me because for so many, I get a chance to work with and speak to and share. Uh, I realize something we're, we may be in different environments, but we all have similar needs. And sometimes those, we gotta, we gotta make sure that the, the, the challenge, the, the way we challenge each other in the environments we may be in need to be real and authentic and for the best interests of real growth. And sometimes giving, you know, just giving what people want is not as important as giving them what they actually need. It takes courage to do that sometimes. And he really helped me with that. He really helped me. That is fantastic. Well, please know that our hearts and our prayers are with you and your family. The healing process takes a long time. And um, also, what I'm hearing, it's such a loss for the Tacoma community. There is mm-hmm. there is a heart-shaped hole that is left in that community now yeah. because yeah. of everything that your brother did and so and the lives that he yeah. impacted one by one individually. Yeah. He did. He did. I will tell you this, though, my friend, for every single person, because I know it's my story, but there's so many people out there right now who are in the midst of that. They're either coming coming out of it, going in it, in the midst of it, indirectly, directly dealing with loss or tragedy or some kind of difficulty. Um, I, I, I just I send my heart, uh, uh, my, my, my prayers and my thoughts to all those who are uh, uh, going through the process. Uh, the one thing I will say, though, is, it, you know, me, my brother and I would have these kind of conversations, and it was so accurate. He says, Eric, you know, it's amazing if you put, <laughs> he loved talking analogies. He said, little old, he said, I remember there was this apple tree, and he would pluck apples from it and cut a little branch off, and or whatever the case may be. He goes, but he was always amazed at the same place he plucked an apple off. A year or the next growing season, two apples would grow in the same spot one was plucked away from. 
or out of a branch cut down, you know, pruned, more would come out. And he goes, many times when you think it's the actual loss, he goes, just make sure when you leave this life on this planet that it was sown into others because be, as long as it wasn't, you didn't rob yourself from others, but you invested yourself in others, man, it's going to be multiplied in so many different ways. And it's just such a great mindset because I watched it yesterday and it, it's already happening. It didn't kick off yesterday. It was already taking place. And the fact that I get to tell my brother's story right now is going to touch somebody who heard this, who's now just being reinforced. They're going to turn around and do something. They're going to turn around. So my brother's life, not only was it never in vain, man, his death is going to have a 30, 60, 100-fold return on, on its impact just because of the people who now get a chance to hear it. So thank you, my friend, for letting me do this. Thank you all in the audience for hearing this. Such a healing for me. I just, I'm just grateful. Thank you so much. The Game Changers, unleashing your best in life and work with Eric Bowles and Dale Dixon. Eric is an executive coach, leadership expert, change consultant, and keynote speaker. Read his book, Moving to Great, and find him at ericbowles.com. Connect with Dale at daledixonmedia.com.